Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PFN Betting Podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian Lewis, joined by David Bierman, who is back after a little break from the pod. David, how are you? Good, good, good. Just had a couple of days traveling down to uh, Fort Lauderdale for a conference, letting you handle the pod all by yourself and had some special guests and job well done. Uh, anything that you gave out on Monday night hit. So very, very good job by the Pro Football Network betting team. Very good. Yeah, we that's a very proud podcast from uh, me and uh, Kyle Sapi. Every single play we gave out hit. I would have hit every bet that night, but unfortunately, Nick Chubb had a really devastating knee injury. Feel worse for him than myself. It's terrible to see any player suffer an injury like that, especially one who's gone, who's had a lot of injuries dating back to college. And that's going to sideline him for a while and uh, hoping for the best for Chubb. But let's move on to the uh, week three slate, starting with Thursday night, which we previewed tonight and giving out our best bets. The spreads, the odds for this one, David, there really hasn't been much movement. I mean, we had a lot of players on the injury reports and pretty notable one, notable players in this one. Saquon Barkley is out. Andrew Thomas is out. Brandon Ayuk may or may not be playing. But the spread has stayed the same at around 10.5-10. Total has only gone down half a point from 44.5 to 44. Is there anything sticking out to you here? This is a tough one with the side and total, Brian. And, and you mentioned the reasons. Like Saquon's out. And earlier today when we were looking at the game, he may or may not play. But had a feeling he was going to be out. Um, that's a big spread. When they put the schedule together, I don't think they thought the San Francisco 49ers were going to look as good as they did through two weeks, although they were one of the favorites in the NFC. And I think we expected more out of New York Giants, who made the playoffs last year. Uh, obviously, we're a no-show week one at home versus Dallas, and they were a no-show for two quarters against the worst team in football in the Arizona Cardinals. So the line is indicative of that. You have a team that's playing better than anybody versus a team that hasn't shown up yet for six of the eight quarters. I really have no interest in it. I think 10 and a half is, is not anything that I want to lay in the NFL, uh, especially with the hook at, at nine, nine and a half. I'd consider getting in on San Francisco, but 10 and a half, that's a lot. And, and I have absolutely zero confidence in the New York giants who put up a goose egg. We're down 20 to nothing to Arizona. They were outscored 60 to nothing to start the season through the first six quarters. So um, as far as the total is concerned, I'm leaning towards the under Brian and, you know, with San Francisco having arguably one of the best defenses in football, the giants have not figured out any offense other than the last two quarters against Arizona. And you don't know if that's finding out the offense or whether it was, holy crap, we're down 20 to nothing. We better find this out or our season's over. What I am going to play though, if you're looking at side and total is, you know, you have the opportunity to break it down. And I'm going to go with a prop of the New York Giants team total under 16 and a half because I don't really think they've figured it out yet. And if you're going to be scoreless through two quarters versus the Arizona Cardinals, uh, you have no idea what the San Francisco 49ers are going to do to you. So I think San Francisco wins this and probably fairly easily, but I'm going to kind of play the prop at under 16 and a half because maybe the Giants can put up a couple of field goals and a touchdown. And you never know what happens with late backdoor action and a late garbage touchdown. But the 49ers putting up 30 in each of the first two games, I'm scared to bet the under. So I'll just bet the team total Giants under. Yeah, hard to really hate that play there. I mean, you mentioned it. They got outscored 60 to nothing in their first six quarters of the season. And at this one, they'll be missing the two best players on offense. I mean, we all saw them get embarrassed by the Cowboys to start the season on Sunday Night Football. And their offensive line in particular got dominated by the Cowboys pass rush. I'm expecting a pretty similar outcome tonight. I mean, this 49ers front seven and their defensive line is base is 
pretty much as talented as the Cowboys want to be the reign defense player of the year and Nick Bosa. You have Javon Hargrave who came from my Eagles is one of the best interior pass rushers in the NFL. And this mismatch of Nick Bosa ever goes against Evan Neal. I mean, that's game over and Daniel Jones going to be, his life is going to be extremely difficult tonight. So I just don't really see how the giants are going to move the football on a short week. I mean, Dayball is one of the best offensive coaches in the NFL. Mike Kafka is great OC. It'd be one thing if they had a few extra days prepared for this game, but on a really short week, the odds are stacked against them here. Yeah, this is not the team you want to face on a short week. And, you know, you've got to give credit to Debo and the Giants for at least coming back and earning a hard-fought win against the Cardinals. But if you really think about it in totality, you wonder what that halftime speech was because you lost 40 to nothing to Dallas. You lost. You were down 20 to nothing to the worst team in football. And what's on deck? San Fran, Seattle, Miami, Buffalo. The Giants were legitimately staring 0-6 in the face in season over. So give them credit for coming back, but I do agree with you. San Francisco 49ers is, is not the team you're going to want to play on short rest, especially when you really haven't figured much out yet. And what they did figure out in the second half versus the Cardinals also had to do with Saquon Barkley, who will not be in uniform on Thursday. Yep. So not much to like there, and and you would think that, all right, well, you like the Niners to lay the 10.5. It's Thursday night football. We've learned in the past Thursday night football not always the – most fun game to watch, not always the cleanest game to watch. It is short rest, not just for the Giants, but for the Niners as well. Teams just don't play well, and I'm not really in the business of laying 10, 10, 10 and a half points on a Thursday night short rest game. You know, could I see this game being 24 to 3? Absolutely. Uh, but I could also see it being a, a, a knockdown 10 7 game as well. Yeah, I mean, especially this early in the season, these Thursday night games, I mean, these teams have much more productive offenses in the first, in the second half, but we saw with the Eagles and Vikings last Thursday night how sloppy they looked, and even the Chiefs and the Lions in the season opener. These teams are still trying to shake off that rust, as we've talked about in earlier podcasts. There, these teams are even slower to start than ever, just because the off season is shorter, you get less practice time, and this preseason is a game shorter now, and the stars get less and less preseason action. So it's just going to happen. That's just the norm every year now. I mean, unders dominated week one. But then the next week, the books adjusted almost every over hit, which is crazy. And pretty much the the, the the game with the highest over, the only one in the 50s, was the one total that didn't go over. It's pretty nuts. But the one play I like here, this is, really, this is correlated with yours. So there's a good chance if you hit your bet, I'm going to hit my bet too. Under for the total, I got us a 44 and a half. It's now a 44. The only reason why I take the 44 and a half so the team total is just I kind of missed the number there. I would like it a little better if it was at 17 and a half just because that's a key number for a team total. I mean, this could still be, say the Giants have a backdoor touchdown to end the game. It could be like a 17-24 score and the under still hits, but that team total could still potentially lose. Last week at 49ers, everyone saw Sean McVay play for the cover end of the game. For me, I wanted to back the Niners, but I was worried about something like that happening. I mean, I couldn't have predicted Shopping Bay knowing the point spread down in the back of his head and playing to cover, but I had the, the Niners team total over 26 and a half because of the large spread and being a little concerned with that backdoor cover. So that's pretty similar for me here, but um, let me give you some numbers from uh, DraftKings real quick on the splits for uh, tonight's game. Currently, 75% of the bets are on the 49ers, which is no surprise, but only 61% of the handles. So that's a 14% decrease. I mean, I guess he has some sharps that are taking the Giants at the 10 to half and double digits, but I just can't do it. And um, per uh, John Ewing from BetMGM, 
double-digit underdogs on Thursday night football since 2005, 12 and 21 ATS. Wow. It's pretty good. Pretty yeah, that good. surprised me too. I thought it'd be a little closer just because like we've talked about these teams on short weeks, you're really not going to empty the cupboard there. You're going to play a little more conservative. But um, moving on for other plays in the game, are there any player props that you like? Yeah, I was looking at the player props and earlier today. And, and you, by the way, you make a good point about the team total under. I had found it in one place at 17, but at the time we wrote it up, it was down to 16 and a half. I'd prefer that. But still, I don't think the Giants can do much on offense, which brings me to my player prop. It's hard to take anybody at running back um, with, with Saquon out and at wide receiver. I mean, the Giants are a dime a dozen out there with a whole bunch of slot receivers. As far as San Francisco is concerned, I'd want in on Ayuk, but I don't know how healthy he is. And you don't want to take the other wide receivers because if Ayuk plays, you're like, well, why did I take this guy when Ayuk's playing? So with all that being up in the air, I'm going to isolate Daniel Jones. And I'm not going to look at his passing. I'm going to look at his rushing because no Saquon. Daniel Jones has rushed for 49 and 59 yards each of the first two weeks. His total is 37 and a half. He ran for 49 and 59, and that's with Saquon Barkley in the backfield. My guess, again, not calling plays for the Giants, but my guess is without Saquon there, there's going to be more designed runs for Daniel Jones, one of the few quarterbacks that actually gets designed runs. And we all know that with San Francisco's front four, as good as they are, they put so much pressure on the Giants that Daniel Jones might just have to take off running during passing plays. But I do expect him to get a bunch of rushing yards. If anything in this game, it's be the only way that they can move the ball. If you watch the Dallas game week one, that was the whole offense the Giants had was Daniel Jones rushing anyway. So I expect Daniel Jones to go over his 37 and a half, which he's done easily each of the first two games. A much tougher defense than San Francisco, but at the same time, they don't have Barkley. So I think there'll be some design runs if he can get, you know, maybe 15 to 20 yards on design runs and then some scrambles that he always takes off at. I don't think 37 and a half is too much for Daniel Jones to get, which he's done both times this year. Yeah. I mean, what if I told you you're getting good value at 37 and a half at DraftKings? I'm looking at FanDuel right now. It's at 39 and a half over there. So you have two points of two yards of value right there. It's pretty significant. And I definitely agree with you that the giants are going to have any success on offense tonight. It's going to have to be with Daniel Jones in the running game just because you, you talked about they're not going to Saquon Barkley, obviously. All their wide receivers are basically the same as slot guys. And even Darren Waller has been doing with the hamstring injury that, that was hurting him last year as well. I mean, he had a really good game last year against Arizona Cardinals, but recovering after a short week with a lingering hamstring problem, that's not necessarily the best recipe by any means. For me, the one prop I was eyeing first was Christian McCaffrey to score a touchdown. He scored a touchdown in 11 straight games on the 49ers, including the playoffs. But when you look at the odds, he's minus 280 on Fandle score a touchdown oof, anytime. Oof. I don't think I've ever seen odds like that for anytime touchdown score. I'm not saying that the books are anything wrong because he has scored 11 straight games, but they're just begging you not to take it at that number. And there's any game he's not going to score a touchdown. It's going to be tonight when Kyle Shanahan already said earlier this week that they got to keep him fresh and use Elijah Mitchell more just because, I mean, McCaffrey's had a huge workload throughout the season already. Even in the first game of the season, that was a blowout. He's been incredible so far. He's the best running back in football, but we know he's pretty injury prone. He plays a position that really that takes a lot of hits. There's a long season ahead, so that's really not, I can't take it at that number. I would have gone as high as like minus one fifty almost. But minus two eighty is crazy. I have another uh, Daniel Jones prop that uh, I think we could both hit ours together right now. 
his passing yards totals at 216 and a half. Last season, Daniel Jones had his quote-unquote breakout year, but that was largely due just to be the Giants had a really cupcake schedule. In the six games last year, when they played against top half of the league defenses and yards allowed, he only went over this total one time. And you're telling me tonight against a 49ers defense with Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, uh, Fred Warner, and a bunch of other guys on, on, the, on that side of the ball, it's top five defense, no doubt, in the NFL. Without Andrew Thomas, without Saquon Barkley, I really just can't see him having a good day throwing the football on a short week. With his, that's the biggest mismatch maybe in a game this season since Week One when their offensive line went against the Cowboys pass rush. Only this time they won't have Andrew Thomas. So under sixteen and a half to sixteen and a half pass yards to Daniel Jones, and I would almost play Purdy's under for passing yards too at two twenty and a half. I mean, if there's a week when the 49ers don't need to use Purdy and play things pretty conservative, just get out of the week healthy and win. It's this week. Yeah, with these games and Thursday night football and the short weeks and good defenses like the Niners, the unders are actually smart plays. I agree with you on on Daniel Jones, and I think when we look at the fact that we're talking about Giants not scoring a lot, no Barkley, me looking at Jones rushing, you looking at under Jones pass, I think we're all correlated in the same way that yep. we think the Giants. I mean, it's not going to be as bad as the the Cowboys game where they lost forty to nothing on multiple the blocked field goal returns, pick returns, yada, yada, yada. But I think you might see a similar struggle by the Giants who struggled for four quarters to move the ball, struggled for two quarters against the Cardinals. Niners are right there with the Cowboys at defense. So you're going to struggle to see them move the ball and score, which is why I like the under 16 and a half. You mentioned McCaffrey. You can't, you can't lay 280 anytime touchdown. That's that's ridiculous. Um, But I mean, the books almost have to do it. That's the type of thing you throw into a touchdown parlay if you're into doing touchdown parlays because you know McCaffrey's going to score. Just 280 is ridiculous. I'm going to give you one. Here's an anytime touchdown for you. Based on everything we said, good defense. Giants are going to struggle on offense. It's a good opportune defense. I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers defense and special teams. Oh, I knew you were going there. Plus 475 in one book and plus 500 in the other. I, I told Brian off air I was going to surprise him with one. Um, Niners defense are spe- we're seeing it every single primetime game defense scores special team scores you're getting one of the better ones against a broken down offense without a you know an all pro guard without they're all pro running back um, not saying Daniel Jones is going to throw five picks but I'm saying watch for the Niners to score on defense at anywhere around four and a half to five to one I really like that play and when you're talking about that Cowboys Giants game and then you're then you went into your favorite touchdown play that you liked. I just knew you're heading in that direction. I mean, if you're going to pick, I mean, we've seen it. I don't know how many touchdowns we've seen scored in the last couple of primetime games. It seemed like the Steelers were doing it every five minutes. The Cowboys, there's no reason. I mean, the Giants should scoop six, pick six, kick return, punt return. Just it's a good defense out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of uh, turnovers, do you see any value in Daniel Jones at their interception tonight? It's funny. Um, my dad's a Giants fan, and uh, one thing he had told me before the season was that there's no way Daniel Jones is only going to have five interceptions again this year. And sure enough, through two games, he already has uh, two pick. He already has uh, three interceptions actually. So he's sixty percent of the way through his 2022 total in just two games. And if one team's going to do it, it's going to be the Niners. So I would not, I would not hate that play either. Yeah, I'm looking at FanDuel right now, and surprisingly, there's juice on the under. 
at no at at no interception and minus one thirty compared to yes and minus one hundred two. So he's definitely a volatile quarterback and is very turnover prone, especially he's under pressure and things are under duress. So I definitely wouldn't hate that play. But um, let's recap our uh, picks for tonight. You're on the Giants team total under sixteen and a half. I'm on the game total under at forty four and a half. You like Daniel Jones over thirty seven and a half rushing yards. I like Daniel Jones under 216 and a half passing yards. And you like the 49ers defensive score touchdown at plus 475. If our picks all hit, this is going to be one of the ugliest Thursday night football games in recent memory. If it hits, we're looking at another 40 to nothing game, but I don't think it'll be that bad. If I had to predict an exact score, I'm going to go with 24 to six Niners, 24 Giants six. That's going to be my score again. Predicted score, I would lay the points, but you're not going to lay 10.5 on a Thursday night game. There's no value in doing that. If I had to, in a pool where you have to pick all games, I would lean that way, and I would lean towards the under. That's why I'm taking the Giants. Team total under, as you said, and we'll have a defensive touchdown out of the Niners. Yep, and for uh, those of those who are listening, um, by the time this podcast drops, we'll have a lot of content out for this game on pfmbetting.com. We'll have the picks and predictions, um, me, David, Kyle Soppy and Jason Katz. Well, Kyle Soppy's same game parlay. Well, Jason Katz's favorite player props for this game and a whole lot more. So check out all of our content at pfmbetting.com and pfmbetting on Twitter. Good luck, and we'll, t- and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>